God is good. I mean, you are awake right now. You are breathing. You are alive. You are listening to this. So you have another day to live. And that is that is God's goodness over your lives. Because without Him, we, we don't have life. He is our life. He's given us life. So already create gratefulness and gratitude and, and be thankful that you are alive and well and you have an opportunity. And that's the thing I want to talk about is, is this opportunity that we have because of the God that we have. I mean, God is good. He is love. He wants to set us up for success to, to, to win. And he does that by giving us certain talents and abilities and strengths. And not only that, but he gives us his spirits that empowers and, and kind of even, you know, 10x's all those gifts and talents and things because of his anointing, his power that is in us and upon us. He is in us and upon us. He is in you and upon you. He is in you for you, but upon you for others. And, and I want to share this uh, from a couple of scriptures with you to show you like how much power you have inside of you. How much potential, how much greatness, how many things that you can actually do in your life. And it's just about you seeing it, understanding it, believing it, and acting upon it. God is in you and upon you. He is in you for you and upon you for others. So I want to talk about Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And Ephesians is written by this guy Paul, who was first known as Saul. And this guy was freaking committed. He was a savage. He was fully committed, fully in to what he was doing, fully into achieving his goals. He was focused man. He was a disciplined man. He wouldn't allow anything or anyone get in the way of achieving his goals. And at first, he was a man that was against the Christians, against the believers, and he was fully committed with his life to take them out, to put them in prison, to, to kill them. And so he met one Christian, <laughs> until he met the Christian, until he met Jesus. And Jesus showed him who he was and what he was created to do, because this guy was fully committed, and he was all in it, but he was fully committed to a lie. So Jesus, who is the truth, came and the truth sets you free. And he gave him a new perspective to look at life. He showed him what he was alive for. And then now he was fully committed to a new goal. And that was to build the church, to empower the church. He wrote most of the New Testament. This guy was someone who didn't allow... I mean, he was in prison writing most of the New Testament. And he was writing to encourage the church who was out there free... He was in this cold, nasty, dark dungeon with pee and poop and, and in chains and not able to go outside and see his loved ones. Like this guy was in prison, but yet he was free. He didn't allow circumstances and what other people were doing or not doing to determine how he was going to feel because he knew he was alive in God and dead to self. He knew that he wasn't here for just himself. He was here to empower the world around him, to make impact to the world around him. And he was so clear and focused on that, that even in prison, he stayed encouraged. And not only stayed encouraged for himself, but that overflowed into encouraging the church, building the church from prison. It's freaking powerful. Now, this is a good example for us to know that God is in you and for and upon you. See, God was in him, causing him to have peace, strength in the midst of that, but also upon him to cause him to overflow and impact anybody who was around him, including the guards. So in Ephesians 3, I'm going to show you two scriptures that is, I want you to see it for yourself, but I'm using Paul and all this for an example, but I want you to, to hear this. Ephesians chapter 3, I'm going to read verse 2 and then verse 20. Verse 2 says, and this is Paul, Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. 
So this is Paul saying, writing and saying, hey guys, I'm sure that you heard about, you know, what God has put in me and on me, um, but it's for you. Like, I'm sure you heard of this call of my life. I'm sure you heard of who I am and what I've done and what I'm doing. I'm sure you've heard because what I'm doing is I'm turning this world upside down. So I'm sure you got a, a sound of it. I'm sure you've heard about who I am. But let me tell you that it's because of God's grace in me and it's for you. That's awesome. See, that's humility. It's knowing who you are and who you are not. He can be very confident. He says, sure, you have heard about God's grace in, to me that was given to me. That's, that's authority. That's, that's being confident in who he is. But then he says it's for you. So there is that in me and for you. He's in me for me, but upon me for you. There is that already. But he's confident in saying like, look, I'm sure you heard. I'm freaking powerful. God is on me, but it's for you. And then when you go to verse 20, it says, Now to him, talking about Jesus, who is able to do measurably more than you can ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power that is at work within us. So this is Paul writing and saying, look, Jesus, this, this guy is amazing. See, he's saying, look, all those things that you can ever ask, think, or imagine, all those goals, those dreams you want to achieve, your future that you would want to have, you can go like extreme, your biggest dream, and, and really use your imagination to stretch yourself of what you really can imagine. Well, see, even when you get there, God can do above and beyond. You can never ask, think, or imagine. He can way, do way more than that. So he's saying, look. I'm sure you heard about the power and things that I have, but look, it's in me for you. And then he's saying, and you need to understand that God can do more than you're asking for. Like he can, he can make all your dreams come, come true and more. But he says, according to his power that is at work within us. So yes, he can help you to do all those things, but you need to take initiative and take action. You need to do something with the power that is in you. See, he is in you for you. Yes, be encouraged, be at peace, be loving, you know, but he's also upon you for you to make impact, for you to do something with that abilities, with that strength, with those, those talents that you have, for you to do something with it consistently and be fully committed to your goals and your dreams, just like Paul. See, because God is in you for you. He will comfort you when you're going through hard times. He will guide you. He will give you direction. He'll give you wisdom. He will give you joy. He is in you for you. He will help you to heal. He will bring life to your mortal body. He will give you, you know, insight and revelation. He will give you so many things. He is in you for you. Yes, he, he loves you. You're his child. He is fully for you. And if he's fully for you, who else can be against you? Or who cares who is against you or what comes against you? Because God is for you. And he is greater than anything else. So yes, he is for you. He is in you. But he is also upon you. And he is upon you for others to where you are called to make impact in the world around you. You are called to be loving. You are called to tell the truth. And, and both of those go together. You can encourage. You can comfort. You can do that. But you also need to speak truth because truth is a part of love. And it's the ingredient of love that stimulates change in people's life. It doesn't mean you're trying to expose them. It doesn't mean you're judging them. It doesn't mean you're just trying to put them down. It means that you are bringing something to the light that maybe is limiting them. You're bringing something to the light where maybe they can see more potential and more that they can do more in their life. It's you bringing it to the light and speaking truth because that truth will stimulate. Maybe it won't feel good, but it will stimulate change. And that's what we're called to do. We're, still, we're called to be movers and shakers. We're called to be change agents, agents of change to bring change around so that people can have a better quality of life, including ourselves, because God is in you for you and he's upon you for others. So again, let's, let's, be like, let's, let's learn from this 
Ephesians chapter 3, 2 and 20, where we know, we're confident that, that, you know what, we have some amazing things about us. We have gifts and talents and be confident about that and know it and know that is from God and God has put that in you for others. So just know that clear. And then verse 20, and then understand, you know, those dreams and those goals that you have? Well, stretch it. Want more. Go for it. Be hungry. But know that it's according to the power that is in you and that it's work and in you. And you're going to empower others as you go for that. So when you're going towards those things, those dreams, those goals, you're still creating this movement around you and empowering, impacting anybody who is around you to make them better, to make their life better, because that is the power and the privilege and ability that you have because God is in you for you and he's upon you for others.